Welcome to Midnight Conversations. I'm Anand and Ambikaraja. And I'm Stephen Banos. Stephen, how are you going? I'm 10 out of 10, Anandan. Wow. Very yep. good. That, that's, 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 that's high on that scale. What's making you 10 out of 10? It's all of the numbers. Uh, what's making me 10 out of 10? I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't really prepared for a follow-up question. <laughs> how are you, man? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, podcasting is a, is a back and forth where one person asks questions, the other person answers, and they engage in a dialogue. So uh, yeah, yeah, the fact yeah, that you're not yeah. prepared to answer <laughs> questions is... Uh, not, not a great indication of this episode, but you know, it's just ref- mm-hmm. I had a brief reflection as we started that podcast of some of the things that maintain consistent in our podcasting journey since episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theme song, I think, has been pretty consistent. How yeah. we introduce the show, pretty pretty consistent. So, yes. is I don't know if that's a good thing or or a motivator for change as well. But uh, either way, mm. interesting. One of the things that has changed, I think, is that initially I wasn't like the smartest one on the podcast, but oh, yeah. now by far, like I'm the expert in all fields, which is crazy. I think so. like, yeah, no, your your intellect has decreased at just crazy amounts, man. And, well, yeah, it's it, it is that's what a PhD will do for you. <laughs> <laughs> Have a child growing your I, hair out. That's Poor. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, after <laughs> after a long day of of, of thinking hard, uh, yeah, you know what I love to do, Steve? Go on. I love a good ice bath. Uh, that's uh, that's a lie, but it's <laughs> yeah, a good segue. Say, that's a, that <laughs> is that's a lie. And yeah. uh, in fact, I literally just got back from uh, from an ocean swim. So I I ah. um, just after work went and did actually really. Uh, have a have a cold cold. Uh, I was thinking your hair experience. your hair looks yeah. cleaner than usual. Usually, it, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't I don't cover it your hair often, but in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm thinking, wow, that's some that's some greasy follicles up there. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it looks that's looks very kind. Looks looks dry but clean. Anadin has a man bun. Um, I, yeah, so look, I wish uh, you could see it. It's a podcast. I just you just have to imagine it. Just imagine I mean, it. It's not that revolutionary. Man. I think I think many people could imagine a man, but <laughs> you go outside to any hipster area of your of your local, uh, yeah, where you live. I think you'd find find someone with a man bun. I'm sure you yeah. would. I love mm. I love how you segued us into our our topic of conversation <laughs> for today, and we immediately drift, drifted away from it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, we're we're, t- we're talking not about uh, hair follicles and yeah. grease. Uh, we're talking about how's your swim, by the way? Was it cold good? water immersion. It was so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, how long yeah. did you swim for in the water? Ah, oh, like half an hour. Wow, yeah. that's no, impressive. It, it was it was more of a relaxation, just a rejuvenating swim rather than mm. like a, an exercise swim. But an ocean swim that's that's impressive though. Yeah, you know, yeah, last yeah, time yeah, yeah. last time I did an ocean swim was mm. uh, like about eight years ago and it coincided with me uh, realizing that despite all the swimming lessons i had as a child Mm -hmm. i I don't know how to swim uh so uh, (laughs) so what i did well i can Mm -hmm. swim take this is this is the false confidence i had so i i went out i did a run on like clavelli beach back when i was in sydney 
And then after that run, I was like, wow, it'll be great to go in the water and like get get into the water, have a good swim. So I went went into the water, swam out as far as I could. Life was good and then got a bit tired. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit here for a bit. And then that's when I realized, oh, I, I don't think I can tread water. And so I was just like flailing around and and uh realized that maybe this is how i die just wow. <laughs> just just yeah it was actually it was it was quite an, an intense experience and then I, I looked off to the side and there were these um people who were on a mattress that they had just thrown into the water and they were just like chilling out in there so i said mm-hmm. well i'm just gonna swim with all the energy i have over to those people so i like swam over and like held on to their thing and they looked back and it was just me just like hanging on like out of breath had no ability to explain my, <laughs> what i needed but i managed to say oh I'm just, i can't swim can you get me to the end and they're like oh yeah sure no worries so they they paddled me uh to the to, yeah to safety so that was, That's that was, ama- every that was time the last I watch- time i did an ocean swim <laughs> <laughs> believe that yeah. every time i watch one of those shows like one day rescue or just one day rescue <laughs> and i see these people that have gotten themselves in this trouble like yeah. that my brain i'm is, that guy how on earth did they yeah. think that they could swim out that far like something in their brain should have said i can't do this turn back now but yeah now but realizing- it's it's the fault of of the swimming system that never taught me how to tread water i think you know we just swam laps and then i'd hold on to the end and so there was no need to tread water Amazing. So I I progressed all the way through to squad. Squad is like the elite level of swimming yep. without having learned how to tread water. Uh, so yeah, it's there is uh, that. I mean, well, yeah. at least at the end of that swim, did you come out feeling any any better? Any improvements to your health or psyche? It was. I was in a bit of shock and disbelief. Okay. Really, I mean, it was. It was. It was. It was a real, real experience. It was as any near death experience. It was like, oh my god, I survived that. So, uh, and as that, I learned very, very strongly. Me and water are probably best not to mix. So I, I don't go beyond my my limits in the in the water. Anyways. Speaking of camera, moved to camera exactly. No water around. No oceans. Um. So. You do, yeah, so let, let's start. Let's start before getting into the paper and what the papers found. So you're the one who raised this paper. I'm imagining it's somewhat related to the fact you're possibly doing ocean swims, or maybe you're exposed to cold water. Uh, have you found certain benefits, or or are you actively seeking cold water immersion in your life? I am. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's such a big thing now. I don't know how like in tune with it you are, but cold like cold showers in the morning is a is a fad. Uh, mm-hmm. Ice baths is now a really big fad, you know, in, in sort of like the social media influencer world, everyone right. out there is just saying, you know, like get into cold water. It's going to improve your body and mind in like this way, this way, this way, whatever. Um, and obviously I'm interested. I, w- I was doing the, the Wim Hof method. Uh, like a long, long time ago, before that was popular, and you said you didn't know who Wim Hof was. I, just I don't know. So literally, I was doing just a bit of research for the pod, and then came across his name, and yeah, so don't know much more beyond that. So enlighten me. Okay. Who is Wim Hof? Uh, he's this Dutch guy who. Uh, th- there's too much to say <laughs> in the short okay. amount of time, but basically, he's an incredible man that's just uh, done, you know, uh, like a marathon in the desert, and he can hold his breath for you know, a, a, an incredible amount of time um, okay. underwater as well. And he he does these, you know, stunts where he basically like immerses himself in this like cube of ice, ice water, ah. and then, you know, um, is able to just regulate his body temperature. So he's like, his, his surface temperature 
will uh, stay the same. Oh, sorry, that will change, but his internal body temperature will will stay the same, and he does that all through like mind control and stuff. And right. um, and he's and are you able- aware of the method? Like, what is the so parts of the method? The the method is like you breathe. Uh, you basically hyperventilate. So you go through like 30 um, to 40 deep breaths um, in a particular way, like <sighs> like that. Right. Um, uh, and then you sort of hold it and then release. And um, yeah, you just, you, you keep cycling that. Um, oh, wow. Don't practice that off my description. I'll go look it up <laughs> before you try it. <laughs> um, yeah. And then another component of the method is uh, cold water immersion. So he says, just, you know, take cold showers in the morning. Um, okay and yeah it's supposed to you know boost your immune system and he claims that it will really like it could potentially cure your depression and anxiety as well your Mm. your fearlessness um and he he's done there's been a study where he basically got some people and infected them with this e coli um and then they did the wim hof breathing method whilst they had been infected with this disease and they managed to fight it off um, miraculously, and so he's, you know, there, there are claims now that the Wim Hof method can cure disease or really like incredibly boost one's immune system. Well, it sounds so, like this should be a, a podcast in itself. Maybe we'll find right. one of these papers for for a future episode. That that sounds really interesting. Yeah, um, it is. It is. And and so, uh, and what I find curious about that is the when I was thinking about this topic before having read this paper, I, I wasn't sure what the parallels were because this paper focuses primarily on uh, cold water immersion, yep. correct, correct? And so what I'm unclear about is, is is it the same effect that would be seen with cold water immersion versus having a bath? Because I imagine cold water immersion actually decreases your entire body temperature and targets different parts of your bodies or extremities consistently whereas a shower maybe parts of your body aren't maybe i don't have a very good shower but parts Mm. of your body aren't underneath the shower or the cold water as well so i'd be curious to know what the effects are as they differ by that but i guess this paper focuses primarily uh, one thing to flag is it focuses on cold water immersion so uh, Stephen, do you want to run us through an overview of what the paper is what it's about uh, and maybe some of the results yeah, so this is a review on a bunch of different studies around this topic. Um, the ultimate conclusion is that, you know, this is still an ongoing topic of debate. You know, you've even raised some some of the variables there that, that need to be considered. Things like whether the person's head was underwater, were they exercising at the time of cold immersion, et cetera, et cetera. But basically, the key findings here, and I'll, I'll just read it verbatim. Um, is that cold water cold water immersion seems to reduce and or transform body adipose tissue, which we'll try to explain later, as well as reduce insulin resistance and improve insulin sensitivity. This may have a protective effect against cardiovascular, obesity, and other metabolic diseases and could have a prophylactic health effects. Okay. Whether winter swimmers as a group are naturally healthier is unclear. Some of the studies indicate that voluntary exposure to cold water has some beneficial health effects. Okay, very general. But essentially, yeah, so the finding is there 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 are apparent effects, um, but no scientist is confident to say that there are clear health effects yet. Yeah, and it may be just because of the lack of research in the area or lack of controlled research or even I think a big factor that pops out to me with what you're saying and what this paper is about is the uh, 
generalizability of the findings to the population because I think primarily the people who are involved in cold water immersion on a regular basis are likely athletes uh, who uh, ex- yeah expose their bodies to all sorts of all sorts of factors and 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 uh, have per- perhaps that uh, predisposes them to have certain effects that are different to the general population so I'm not sure whether I'm not saying it doesn't work or does work I just I just think that if I was to take say my body versus an athlete's body I think there's some very key differences in probably um the the breakdown or composition in terms of recovery in terms of uh, nutrition intake in terms of sleep in terms of all sorts of other things and so uh, I think there's a lot of because of this there's a lot of factors that may influence uh, the relationship so uh, that's yeah. oh, and, and, and and I think if imagine if you and I had like a team of people around us saying hey Stephen this is great for you to eat, eat this or Stephen you need a let me give you a massage or stretch you out like yeah. all of those fa- how do we know that it's the cold water that's isolating it and not these other factors right? yeah that's yeah. that's the thing right mm-hmm. um i mean i think there is more solid evidence around uh improved muscle recovery from cold water um, exposure just because they can they can sort of track you know your 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 arteries can contract once you're immersed in cold water and that will, you know, kind of logically reduce the inflammation in that area. Um, so I think, I think that one is sort of easier for, for people to feel confident about, um, you know, claiming that this is a, this is a particular health effect. Um, the depression anxiety effect, I'm not so sure about. I know that there's been a discussion, uh, you know, about, a boost, massive boost in dopamine once you get out of the water, but I, I don't know how long that lasts. I've heard claims of like two hours or so, but I, I'm not sure how that cures depression. Um, it may just be so. One one of the reasons that I've been doing cold showers in the morning is, oh, and, and I shouldn't say that I've been doing it every morning. I really, I really haven't. It's just, it's just this on a needs basis. But when I do it, it's because I want to just like tackle that inner voice that's like you can't do it you're a wuss and i just want to prove it wrong you know and sort of start getting into a habit of of tackling any fear within me um so i think maybe just consistently doing that is something that could you know really improve one's resilience and then make them less prone to to feeling anxious and and depressed yeah so actively putting yourself in a situation where you feel uncomfortable Mm. yeah 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 Mm. exactly so Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, what this is one of the greatest difficulties in research is really, uh, I think we touch on it in a lot of these episodes, is really trying to partition out what is the causal relationship between certain variables, certain factors. Mm-hmm. And so, see, when you say things like uh, trying to have these effects on anxiety and depression, I wonder whether there's maybe reverse causality happening here, whereas people who don't suffer from depression and anxiety are more likely to seek discomfort uh, and challenges. Um, and, and and this is this we all know exercise has a lot of benefits in terms of the treatment and management of anxiety uh, and even potentially depression. But it's very difficult for people who suffer from anxiety and depression to engage in these activities, particularly if they're uh, yeah, if if it's very severe, and so I, I think uh, 
in part, maybe some of what we see is in in this research could be related to this reverse causality that likely needs to be considered. Is it, is it that certain people who are predisposed to maybe being more motivated or seeking discomfort or, or, or perhaps even uh, less prone to uh, depression and anxiety are more likely to put themselves in situations where they're exposed to cold water immersion? Mm. Not sure, but just one, one factor to consider. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I had not heard of, of yeah, the the relationship between cold water immersion and, and anxiety and depression before. But uh, it, it it would be it would be great if it, if there if there was a, a proper causal link between the two because it's a, a low cost intervention. Everyone has access to cold water and and mm. something that could be uh, done at home uh, by people. Uh, and so yeah, yeah, I think it it really echoes the key things in this paper, which is more research is needed, and maybe even the focus in mental health research can be uh, directed towards this for a few, a few studies that uh, it would only take a, a well-designed methodological study to actually address mm. this head on. Um, so I could definitely see it done. Even, even without a clear study like that, intuitively, just kind of pushing your limits a little bit in such a like you know, kind of easy controlled way, just like stepping into a shower and turning it to cold and then just mm. withstanding that cold water for, for a couple of minutes. I feel like that's going to make you feel more confident throughout the rest of the day. And then that will in turn lead to, you know, like generally better mental health. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I, I don't disagree with you. I think definitely when you have moments of accomplishments they can they can stack up right so it's like this accrual of over time you you get more and more achievements and this is why even a friend of mine when he's feeling a bit low down his go-to move is to if the house is in disarray he'll just spend five minutes no more no less of cleaning and he'll just do five minutes and stop and then he'll, he'll accrue that over over a week and he'll have parts of his house clean cleaner than others and he'll feel better about himself and it's it's just about that process of ticking off goals can help with progression and and so simple things that make you feel good oh man important. don't tell my wife that she's always on my back about cleaning hey. <laughs> if she if she can if she can back up her her directions at me to clean with science that'll make me better. Oh, look, I, I can give you some <laughs> some backup as well. I, I don't think those who have incredibly clean, meticulously cleaned houses have, in, in, yeah, incredibly intact, uh, yeah, functioning. So I, I don't think there's a direct correlation there. I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I I, I I would I don't I don't think it'll it'll fix all the problems, but maybe it's a good place to start to, yeah. to live in some <laughs> level of cleanliness. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. Go on. So oh, I was going to say. Well, well the, the other the other effect that we should touch on is the um the increase in adipose tissue. So mm. the brown adipose tissue. Neither of us really knew what that meant. We had a quick chat uh, yeah. pre, pre-pod. Um, yeah, so, I have so, heard of this like brown fat that's supposed to develop in your body. Yeah. Through cold so I, I've come across a bit of it in my research when I look at um, fat mass. A lot, of, a lot of my research looks at visceral fat mass, which is the fat that um, sort of is attached to organ organs in the body, which is a key area of focus because the more fat you have, particularly around the organs in your body, the more inflammation is is to be released uh, by these fat cells. And um, so, brown fat, like fat, 
my understanding of fat is that it's it's broken down into both brown and white fat. And so those are the two um, main types of fat that there are in the body. And uh, the function of brown fat, as noted in this paper, is for largely thermoregulation. So it allows um, for uh, the body to regulate temperature. So when it's hot, uh, it allows the body to cool down. When it's cold, it allows the body to heat up. Um, but in addition to... Uh, heat produced by shivering muscles so when your muscles are shivering brown adipose tissue can also produce heat when uh, you're not shivering so it 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 can uh, release this this heat or energy expenditure uh, and so this is why it's a focus in obesity research and largely when i've looked at it it's it's been focused on like animal studies they look at uh, brown fat accumulation but i think there is a technology that allows for brown fat measurement in in humans as well and so so yeah i think largely when you're thinking of brown fat it's more mostly thinking of this uh thermal regulation and heat expenditure which is important for regulating uh body fat overall and i you and i were discussing this just before the pod and and uh talking about how what we found out was it, it actually decreases as people age so um yeah, yeah. which mm. is which is really interesting my comment was that's that's why old people are always cold. Um, yeah. Hey, the the thing that that blew my mind also was that shivering is like a natural bodily mechanism to warm you up. That never occurred to me. Is that super obvious? Yeah, it is. If if you've done biology, I think. But if you haven't, I, I could I could see how not. So it, it's often taught in regards to a mechanism called homeostasis. So that's essentially homeostasis is a fancy word for your body's way of achieving balance in the body. So whenever you're you're hot, your body will sweat and then that will allow when cool air touches a sweat, it cools you down your body temperature down and then when you're really really cold, you'll shiver and that creates energy and that the purpose of that is to warm your body up. And that um homeostatic mechanism occurs in in a number of functions that we see. Uh for example, you could think of it for when even your hunger signals right so your so your body says it's hungry you eat some food you're you're satiated uh, and so that's the feedback loop that we have and constantly your body is trying to achieve a balance it's always like over under correcting over time and achieving that balance and it happens in all sorts of things like insulin like sugar uh, responses and salt levels and uh, and not just in humans happens in all animals this homeostatic mechanism so uh, yeah but i could i could i could see i could see how that could be um yeah surprising and it is it's it's amazing right part of the body just the way it functions yeah our bodies are crazy it um, is crazy <laughs> and, and speaking of craziness in the bodies uh, so when uh this paper uh came up I, I thought one of my first thoughts were um i wonder what the time frame is that's required for the health benefits of uh of, of this so is it you have to be in an ice bath for 10 minutes 15 minutes and i think this is a difficulty with a lot of the literature in regards to exercise or physical activity it's it's trying to distill precisely well how long do you need to exercise for and at what intensity and for what duration different variables in terms of um, muscle contractions versus cardiovascular exercise and fitness and all that sort of stuff and so i just applied that same logic here and was curious to know how long and and these authors didn't really uh address it or, or not that i could see from reading it but um that led to the question of what's the longest time someone spent uh, in an ice bath uh, do you have any any guesses Ooh. Stephen? um 
Well, there was... <laughs> Wait, I'm going to... Quick anecdote. I went to a bathhouse where you like... What's a yeah. bathhouse? You go, it's, it's like a it house was, with a bath. Like I've got a bathhouse in my head. It's real weird. But basically, there's like a hot a hot water like spa. And then there's like a cold water immersion thing nearby. And there's like a sauna and stuff. And then there are these signs where like you have to uh, increase your body temperature to, you know, by staying five minutes in the hot water and then going into the cold water. Um, wow. Really weird, crazy experience. But there was a guy that just, was just in the cold water for the like the whole hour that, that we were there. And he wow. was doing this like deep breathing Wim Hof stuff. And I was like, Man, this guy's ah. insane. Um, How, so so, an hour. Uh, that's my- <laughs> Yeah, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that's my guess. So you met the guy. You met the guy who did the world record. Exactly. For <laughs> so according to uh, Guinness World Records, yep. it's uh, the, the time that was set was three hours and 28 seconds. Um, wow. Valerjan Romanovsky uh, from Lithuania. And it was set in 23rd of October, 2021. So, uh, yeah, as, sure. his, his comment was, I do believe the potential of the body and above all, mind is much greater than what we all assume. Working on the body and mind is my passion and gives me great satisfaction. So it really touches on what you're saying, Stephen, in, in regards of the interaction between not just the physicality of it and the effects it has on your body, but the, the mental aspect of putting yourself in these positions. Like that, that seems to be a real draw to this activity. So, yeah. Mm. Three hours. They, they can't be good for you though. Physically. Where, when does well, hypothermia kick in? Well, and this is the thing, because this is what this paper talks about is that it's all about moderation. And even mm. though a precise time frame isn't provided, it says that any time frame that's causing these ill effects uh, is, is likely too long. So you want to have a moderate amount, even though that's not really clear as to what moderate yeah. is but yeah. yeah three three hours of what i think of is that's like a from me driving to you if i was to, if I was to spend the whole time in an ice bath that's 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 yeah that's, that's yeah time. look i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend that i wouldn't i wouldn't wish that on an enemy yeah I'm, have, have you, you ever actually really? been in an ice bath i haven't i'd love to yeah. i've done like a cold shower um mm. or, or two like previously but uh it wasn't anything i've done consistently so yeah. uh yeah i I'd, I'd i'd love the experience of a nice bath i think it it can i can i can see the draw to it in terms of like just controlling your breathing because when i'm in cold water even in a bath like it, immediately your your breathing just goes out of whack right like uh, for me at least it uh, like I, I breathe really fast initially and then it's about calming that and so there's sort of elements of like meditation that I can see and yeah. that emerge from it. Yeah. I really like that. Like forcing myself to control my breathing. Um, mm. Before we, before we wrap up, I wanted to yep. just quickly touch on There's One of the other, like very well, um, I guess, documented health benefits of cold water immersion is weight loss. Um, there's, there's a lot on that. I don't know if you've seen much, but you know, we, we spoke about like, you know, this brown fat adipose tissue mm. um, developing in the body, but that, that doesn't translate to like the fat you see on other people. Is, that's my understanding. Or no, the fat you see on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So brown adipose tissue is, is located in certain areas, but largely you see this white fat that's, that's emerged. Yeah. yeah so the, the weight loss is presumably tied to um, a higher metabolic rate that's somehow caused by cold water. Does the, 
cold water immersion. Does that make sense to you in any? In any uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. can, I, I can understand the premise there because your metabolism and, and your metabolic functioning in your body is is at a higher rate because of exactly what we discussed earlier in regards to your temperature, trying to regulate that in your body. Your body's expending uh, energy to do that, but in the same way, your body probably has is expending more energy when you consume food because it, it's sort of activated and things are working so my question is how much higher of a metabolic rate is it increasing and does that really offset sort of poor eating or x y and z insert like lack of exercise or whatever okay. uh, and so i don't i don't know but i i um would imagine unless the effects of an ice bath or cold water immersion uh last longer then uh, the time that you're in the bath, and uh, I don't know how much this adds up. I, I don't know how often you shower, Stephen. Maybe I don't want to know. But twice a day, I'm a clean really boy. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, what I so say if it's ten minutes or I don't know what the average shower is. Yeah, whatever the average shower length is, um, you can think of say that amount of time. Uh, plus or minus the um, likely plus the amount of time that your body takes to come back to its homeostatic normal temperature right mm. and so that's maybe the amount of time that your body's in the higher metabolic activity uh, but outside of that i'm not sure what the long-term effects are so yeah. maybe on aggregate if you do that across years you have some benefit but is that better than say going for a a walk or a jog where you're panting a little uh, for 15 minutes. I don't know. So yeah. that, that's that's really what we need to think about is like these absolute effects of how much is that worth versus some other intervention like you know, cutting out all the snacks in our day or sugar or um, exercising a little bit more like all these factors. So yeah. yeah. What well, like I read that chili increases your, your metabolic mm. rate. So now I put a little bit of chili in my meal and it can be like mm. a burrito and I'm like, don't worry, the chili has offset the, the calories of the burrito. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, <laughs> We're good. Yeah. You could you just munch on chilies while you're in your ice bath and you just you you get and it all up there. I'll yeah. be stick thin in no time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you look good, Steve. Don't worry. It's <laughs> Thank all you. it's all okay. Um uh, so I mean, saying that, Stephen, I think I think uh, that's that's a good place to wrap up. I mean, I learned a lot. I, I I found this podcast really informative. This is a whole area I, I like when you bring papers because it's a whole area that I'm sort of not really familiar with and I wouldn't really investigate it. So thanks for this. That's um, what I do this for, Adam, to yeah, educate yeah. you. To inform yeah, you. I, and we've come full circle of <laughs> of how your intellect has surpassed me, and, and so uh, not only has your intellect surpassed me, but what's always uh, surpassed me and your skills has been your musical talent so Stephen <laughs> if you wouldn't mind playing us out with a jingle I literally uh, always forget that this is the thing that we do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my hands are cold from my previous swim that's right high metabolic activity it's all good <laughs> was dreadful but you know what no, it's done that was awesome and that, was all... that was beautiful that was very nice that was very nice uh i i i uh i think i'd like a, a 
theme to the music. If you could make the music sound more icy, perhaps it would, that sounded a bit uh, like, a bit more summery. So if you could add add the theme of the podcast too, I know it's it's difficult when yeah. we do things like uh, sleep, but that's just that's just some feedback. I don't know uh, if you take it's it, good it leave, that's what it is. Yeah, I think oh. is it really? Yeah, <laughs> it's think good it was that feedback. Great. I should have <laughs> okay. made it more icy. I was thinking yeah. that, and then I, was, I didn't. I didn't. It almost sounded like you weren't really prepared to do. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost. Yeah. Awesome. In uh, saying that, I think we'll uh, leave it there. Thanks very much. Uh, if if you have Steven? any paper suggestions, please do send, send those through, through to the, Midnight we, we got a few racked pod. up, Stephen. We're doing okay. We, got, we, got, we do, yeah. we do, but... Yeah. We got it. Yeah, we but, of course. We feel yeah. as though they can contact yeah. us. Oh, yeah. We hope that <laughs> no, they do, yeah, obviously. Yeah, right. Midnight Conversations podcast at gmail.com is our... Well done, Stephen. Well done. That's excellent. Very good. Any other things you want to plug while we're here? Uh, yeah. It's just, um, I, I have a podcast with a, a friend, Anadin. Uh, oh, midnight I, conversa- uh, oh, I was. I thought it was someone else initially. Oh. I was like, Stephen, <laughs> you're barely making this podcast. <laughs> the number of episodes we've done in the last two. If you have a, a side podcast, that's outrageous. You I'd, um, You'd be heartbroken. I would be heart- heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah. Anyway, but we'll I'd, be back be next right. week and every week after that, except for when we're not. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that should be how we sign up. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, see you guys next time. See ya.